It's been a debate for several decades now. Do violent TV programs, movies, music, and violent video games in particular have any link to teen violence or rebellion? Do these things lead to the mass shootings we've seen in schools and other public venues across America lately? Some evidence and studies seem to affirm this notion. Could this be part of the reason our Christian nurturing as parents seems to be having very little impact these days on the habits, the attitudes, and behaviors of so many of our kids? And could it be that we're actually hardwiring our own kids for violence simply by what we allow them to be entertained by? Finally, why do we ignore the studies that affirm the obvious? And by we, I'm talking about parents, our kids, lawmakers, the entertainment industry itself, and even the church. Now, that's a lot of questions. We're searching for the answers to these and more today on Licensed to Parent. Well, welcome. This program is all about facing the tough issues that our teens are facing these days and guiding them through the swamp of information, both true and false, to the place where they can filter out the bad and come up with a clear glass of truth to drink, all from the perspective of a biblical worldview. Licensed to Parent is the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. That's a year-long Christ-centered therapeutic residential program for teens in crisis and for their families. And we're just taking what we learned inside the gates here and trying to bring it out to you so you can be more informed and intentional as a parent and, we hope, avoid the need for residential care. And Trace, I, I know that school shootings in particular are a, a relatively recent phenomenon in American history. I also know that a lot of schools now have armed security. Now, we're talking yeah. real policemen a lot of times patrolling the halls every day. That's a new thing to me. I mean, how many schools do you think had armed security just a decade or two ago? Huh. Not sure, Rich, but I think it's safe to say not near as many as today. <laughs> True. And, and no school needed armed security when you and I went to school. I think I talked about this on a previous program, but I asked a group of our Shepherd's Hill Academy kids uh, how many had armed guards in their schools, and about 75 to 80 percent of their hands went up. Uh, several more knew a, a school near them where a, a shooting had happened, and one student had a shooting take place in the very school she attended. Uh, I can jog to a school from here where there was a shooting just a couple of years ago. And in the late 90s, I, I went to church with a family whose, whose kid would play all kinds of crazy music in our church parking lot after just about every service. And I remember being astonished by that and having discussions with my wife and kids about it because this kid's dad was a middle-aged Bible college student, just like I was, attending the very same school I was attending. Uh, I even remember having a couple of conversations about music with this kid's dad. But it was obviously too little too late because about a year later, this kid went on a shooting rampage in our mm. small town, uh, killing at least one person, shooting it out with police, and then leading a police chase uh, all the way to the Florida line, about 300 miles uh, in in, uh, in distance. And when they caught him, I was watching this kid being arrested by Florida police on my TV screen in Little Martin, Georgia. Yeah. By the way, that dis yeah, we're talking the entire state, the whole driving state. from North Georgia down to the Florida yep. line. Well, yep. When reporters shoved a TV camera in his kid's face, asking him why he did it, he looked straight in the camera, all wild-eyed, and he said, I'm a natural-born killer, man. Mm. And we're talking rural northeast Georgia here, not metro Atlanta or New York. Right. And this kid was listening to a soundtrack by a band called Nine Inch Nails from the movie uh, Natural Born Killers. And he did this throughout the entire ordeal. And I couldn't tell you uh, what this, uh, this kid's video habits were, but you can probably imagine... 
Uh, my point in telling you all this is that these things happen more frequently and closer to home than most people realize because a lot of it doesn't actually make national news. The story I just told you only made local news. Right, and that's that's unbelievable. So, so your point is... These things are happening even more frequently than we're aware. Well, let's bring today's guest into our conversation. Slate Magazine said of Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman that he cuts such a heroic, omnicompetent figure, he could have stepped out of a video game. So perhaps that in and of itself makes him a good uh, candidate for today's program. Uh, We would add that his accomplishments, though, are pretty bold as well. He has five patents to his name. He's published four novels, two children's books, and six nonfiction books, including his perennial bestseller, On Killing, The Psychological Cost of Learning to Kill in War and Society, with over a half million copies sold. He also teamed up uh, with uh, Glenn Beck to write a New York Times bestseller uh, called Control, Exposing the Truth About Guns. And the book that we're here to talk about today is called Assassination Generation. Colonel Grossman is a U.S. Army Ranger, a former paratrooper, and a former West Point psychology professor. Um, He's a martial arts expert. He's been inducted into the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame. His research was cited by the President of the United States in a national address. He has testified before uh, the U.S. Senate, the U.S. Congress, numerous state legislatures. He has served as an expert witness and consultant in state and federal courts. He uh, helped train mental health professionals after the Jonesboro School Massacre. And he also was involved in counseling on court cases in the aftermath of the Paducah, Springfield, Littleton, and Nickel Mines Amish School Massacres. Since his retirement from the U.S. Army in 1998, Colonel Grossman has been on the road a little over 200 days a year as one of our nation's leading trainers for military, law enforcement, mental health providers, and school safety organizations. And today, he is the director of Killology Research Group. Well, Dave, welcome to Licensed to Parent. Rich and Trace, thank you guys so much. And as you well know, one of my more recent books is Assassination Generation. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was invited to the White House uh, after the Parkland School Massacre as part of the president's roundtable on violent video games. I gave a copy to the president. Senator Rubio was there, all of their staff. Uh, it's really the best tool we have right now, assassination generation, uh, out from a major, major publisher, not one single review in any of the, any of the major dynamics. You know, that book I co-authored with Glenn Beck, I recommend very highly, uh, Control, New York Times bestseller, not one single review. Why is that? You can, uh, there is a dynamic in which the media filters out information that doesn't match with their own agenda. And, and one thing they all are invested in is denying that anything harmful can come over the media. The commercials right. are worth billions of dollars because they influence our behavior. The violent stories, the violent imagery, the violent movies and TV shows, and especially the video games, have no impact on our society. That's their lie, and, and they're sticking to it. You know uh, Psalms 11 said, uh, God hates lovers of violence. You know, yeah. very few times the Bible talked about God hating. And, and, and we should take that very strongly. If we love that violent TV show and movie, if we love that violent video game so much, we can't protect our own children from it. Then we've got to ask, who is it that we truly worship? Absolutely. Who, who is it out there? Do we worship that, that 64-inch uh, plasma screen and, that dominates our living room? Or, or who do we truly worship and who have we given our children to? 
Uh, and and the, the other dynamic, and it's so important what you guys are doing, this this business of detoxing for the culture for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the other critical dynamic on all of this uh, we really need to talk about is the sleep deprivation. It's an epidemic in, across our entire civilization. Yeah, and people don't um, know that but, one of the uh, outworkings of, of sleep deprivation is schizophrenic manifestations. Well, you know, right up there in your little corner of Georgia, a little bit off to the west, is a place called Bolonica, Georgia, where the Ranger Mountain Camp is. Yeah. And any graduate of Ranger School will tell you about hallucinations on the third day without sleep. I mean, you know, uh, you, you are truly uh, uh, hallucinating. And, and, and schizophrenia is really the only disorder that we that's consistent hallucinations as part of the disorder. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, um, the thing to understand here, and it's terribly important, is sleep deprivation appears to be the greatest predictor of suicide in our kids. Mm. In the military, in the active duty military, our suicides have nothing to do with combat. A non-combat vet is as likely to take life as a combat vet. Ah. A sleep-deprived person can be up to five times more likely to take their life. Now, here's the key. Uh, 18 hours without sleep, and your impaired judgment equal to point oh eight legally drunk. Interesting. Twenty four hours without sleep, your impaired judgment equal to point one zero above legally drunk. Two nights without sleep, and you are psychotic. Mm. And and Army Ranger School is 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 the living proof of that. So so the the point of that is that we always knew alcohol was a factor in suicide. You know, when there's communists controlled Russia, Russia had one of the highest suicide rates in the world. And that led the world in bringing suicide down by strictly rationing and limiting alcohol. And then communist collapse, free enterprise, alcohol for everybody, suicide rate exploded. For the last two years, Russia has led the world in bringing down suicide. How'd they do it? Lockdown on alcohol. Alcohol creates impaired judgment, and, and, and then you make a bad decision, they get a chance to rethink it. But the most pervasive form of impaired judgment sweeping through our children is this sleep deprivation. And I want to give you guys an angle on this tragic case study, uh, uh, Parenting 101 for the 21st Century. When you send your kid to bed at night, take their cell phone away from them. No cell phone in the room. No laptop in the room. They've got to go to the room and sleep. A cop told me. (laughs) I I train cops in all 50 states, every federal agency. He He said, I had a good girl. He said, she was an A student. She said, Dad, it's embarrassing. You don't have to take my phone every night. You can trust me. He said, so I trusted her. And a little while later, she took her life. Mm. And he said, I never knew the hell my little girl was living in. And Terry looked at the text messages on her cell phone. Night after night of ceaseless, relentless Mm. bullying. And you don't understand. They can't just turn it off and ignore it. That's not how it works. She's up all night long trying to defend herself, trying to find somebody to stand up for herself. He said, my little girl was sleep-deprived, tormented, bullied to death in front of my eyes, and I let it happen. He said, the one thing on earth I could have done for her is take her cell phone every night, let her turn off the bad stuff in this world. He said, he said I can't ignore that text message in the middle of the night. How do we expect our kids to? Right. And traffic deaths, two major killers of our kids, suicide and traffic deaths up around the world. Uh, there's a reason why truck drivers are required by law to get enough sleep. If you're going to have a kid behind the wheel... They have got to get a good night's sleep the night mm, before. Yeah. And, and the third cause of death is drug overdoses. Just taking drugs is impaired judgment right there. And, and, and the sleep deprivation woven in with it. One other angle on all of that is the video games are digital crack. 
Oh, Adults boy. are being destroyed by video games. Adults play them until they die. They yeah. mess themselves and wet themselves to set because you can't leave. I know adults who right play different, different video games, games from their kids. They're not spending time with their kids because the adults are playing a different video game than their kids are playing. Yeah, and it's all the same addictive dynamic. Right. But, but there two, 200 million people are playing Fortnite. 200 million around the world. Let me ask you about that. Yeah, 0.5% say, oh, this is a good time to quit the game. So they never do that again. They do this, and nobody quits the game, so they do more of that. It's a constant interactive algorithm with millions and millions of people. They know just the right flicker rate, just the right pattern, just the right color, just the right plot to make that game impossible to turn off. Recent research tells us that video games are responsible for 15% of all divorces in America. Mm, uh, and, wow. and, 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 and I mean, younger age is actually quite a bit higher. The video games put us in a flow state. We become incapable of keeping track of time. And, and they're, they're destroying marriages. They're destroying families. People are coming to work across our nation horrendously sleep deprived because they played video games all night long. Hmm. And, and it is, it is just, and, and the tween now, what they call tweeners, tween age kids, 10, 11, 12 year old girls have, uh, had the suicide rate has tripled in just the last decade. Every single year, without fail, for decades, the suicide rate in America goes up, and it is worldwide. Suicides, traffic deaths, drug overdoses, the three major kills of our kids, and the one critical factor that interweaves with all of them is the sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. And the new causal factor is these hyper-addictive games, these cell phones, uh, and we've got to protect our kids from this. Time. Well, I think ultimately we become a nation of idol worshipers as a result. Amen. And, you know, if Amen. the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. You know, I used to answer people when they would tell me, is it possible to have too much information? Of course, it's, you can't have too much information, but I think you can have too much information. I don't want ISIS to know how to chop a head off. You know, uh, I don't want them to know how to make a nuclear bomb. I don't want my kids to know how to have sex with a squirrel. You know, I, there's a lot of things I don't want my kids to know. Uh, when you think about it, Dave, you go back to the Garden of Eden, what got Adam and Eve kicked out of the garden? It was the tree of knowledge, right, of good and, of good and evil. Yeah. So there are some things this side of heaven that we're not supposed to know. And, you know, when you, when you talk to so many people who are, who are taking mushrooms and these hallucinogens and uh, you know, psilocybin, and they'll tell you, you know what? Uh, I'm not afraid to die anymore because I've met God. And I'm thinking to myself, that's exactly what the devil wants you to think. Yeah. You've met God. Unbelievable. Too much information. And let, let me jump in here real quick because, again, we're talking about video games, but this carries over to all forms of entertainment these days. We are, as a society and as individuals, we are craving entertainment. And, uh, you know, Neil Postman wrote the book, Amusing Ourselves to Death, Public Discourse in the Age of Show Business. And it, it deals with this very topic. But to, to, to steer us back onto the original point of this, though, let's talk about some of the deeper, darker issues of, of how we're entertaining ourselves to death. And that is uh, the, the other outcomes, the violent outcomes that sometimes come from this. What, yeah. what have you found in that regard about a Dr. correlation? Yeah, Dr. Jim McGee, FBI consultant, definitive study of 19 school killers. Every single one of them were obsessed with media violence. Uh, a, a believer, a good man, uh, Phil Chalmers, wrote a book called Inside the Mind of a Teen Killer. Now, uh, I talk about juvenile mass murders in the school, which have never happened in human history and now are everywhere. The worst are in Germany. Germany said the most horrendous juvenile mass murder, 17 dead at the hands of, 15 dead in Vinoden at the hands of a 17-year-old kid. 
Did the media say, oh, the worst juvenile mass murder was in Germany? Uh, a crime identical to Parkland. Uh, 19 dead, or 17 dead at the hands of a 19-year-old high school dropout. Identical crime to Parkland uh, happened in Germany. You know, the media story is, well, if we just had those German gun laws, this would go away. Germany has restricted its gun laws in Europe, and they had a crime identical to Parkland. They had the worst juvenile mass murder in human history, 15 dead at the hands of a juvenile. Uh, it's not about what's in their hand. It's yes. about what's in their head. It's exactly right. And, 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 and I'd like to think about something for a minute. I tell all my audiences, shooting is not a criminal act. It's a mass murder. It's a massacre. We have, we've become so steeped in denial, we can't call these crimes what they are. And what we're doing is we're blaming it on the object, the shooting right, happens exactly. at the range the gun, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and shooter, you know, the, the Columbine shooter, the Virginia Tech shooter. You know, we have turned the word shooter, our, our constitutional right, we have turned the word shooter into a term for the most horrible crimes in human history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and, and this, just think carefully, these are massacres. We can't call them what they are. Oh, you know, last October, we had 20 dead in a college in Russia. They had their own Virginia Tech. Did you hear about it on the news? Oh, oh, if we had those Russian gun laws, this wouldn't be happening. Right. 20 dead in a college in Russia in the Crimea. Yeah. Just look it up. Uh, just last October. Last April, nine dead in a middle school in China by a guy with a knife that comes in and cuts their throats. One by one. Nine dead in a middle school in China. And you know why I went to the middle school? Because the, the, the daycares and the elementary schools have been turned into fortresses. China has had attack after attack on their daycares and their elementary schools. They turn them into fortresses, so he walks in the middle school with a knife and murders nine kids. Last April, less than a year ago, not even in the news. Google it. China, nine dead, uh, you know, with a knife. Why isn't this in the news? And the media story is that it has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with the violent video games. And the truth is just the opposite. No, you're right. The AMA, the APA, the Attorney General, 30 years of solid research have, have screaming from the mountainside. Well, I want to ask My you book, about Assassination that. Generation, is, is what it's all about, to get this, this data and understand the Supreme Court case and, uh, and where we stand today. Yeah. The other side's going to say that it's, it's not video games. It's, it, it's guns. You know, it's, it's, it's people with a conservative ideology, uh, haters of Islam. And, you know, a common rebuttal from video game pr- uh, proponents with respect to violence in youth is that correlation doesn't mean causation. Uh, in light of overwhelming evidence and tons of studies, that should alarm everyone. Yeah, the causal data is out. We, we have longitudinal studies. We have experimental studies. We don't have just correlation data. Experimental studies by the hundreds. Longitudinal data across decades. The, the data is overwhelming. But what you've got to understand is this. Obviously, the television and the movie industry is enormously wealthy and enormously powerful. But the video game industry is the most wealthy and powerful media industry out there. So there's lobbyists involved. Yes. They are, the lobbyists are deeply invested in one thing, to point the blame somewhere else. There you they go. They will never point the camera back at themselves. They censor the news about a massacre in China or a massacre in, in, in Russia. They just let censor it because their story is it has nothing to do with us. They will never point the camera back at themselves. And the thing to understand is this. You know, uh, uh, violent visual imagery has an immediate impact on children. We're biologically primed to seek this data. If we don't have claws, we don't have fangs. God gave us a survival mechanism in our brain, and we can learn from other people's experience. 
when there's violence in our environment and we're not immediately personally threatened, our survival demands that we watch it. The one thing on the highway, slow everybody down, a wreck. They've all got to stop and, and slow down and watch. Mm-hmm. The one thing in the playground, draw every kid like a magnet, a fight, a fight to see a fight. And so the thing to understand is nobody should be talking book banning. Nobody should be talking free speech. And, and there's not really grounds to tell adults what they can or cannot do. But violent visual imagery inflicted upon children. Their body treats it like a real. They go into fight or flight mode. Uh, and which, we've got the brain scan data. It's in our book, Assassination Generation. The brain scan data is coming in from around the planet. And we know what the new factor in the equation is, this violent visual imagery inflicted upon children. But we can detox that kid yep. in about two or three days. Oh, we see it right here, but we're up against a break. Yep, we're talking today with Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, director of Killology Research Group and author of Assassination Generation, the book we've been talking about. You'll find it online at Amazon.com. And we'll be back with more conversation in a moment. This is Licensed to Parent. Everywhere we go, we're surrounded by screens. Have we entered into a techno-utopia or a virtual prison? Prison. Is our social experience richer and deeper or more shallow and artificial? Discover insightful answers to these questions in the documentary DVD, Captivated, Finding Freedom in a Media Captive Culture. You'll learn from media experts, church leaders, and inspiring individuals and families from across the country, including Trace Embry and students from Shepherds Hill Academy. Most importantly, you'll discover how God's Word addresses the unique media challenges we face today. Captivated, finding freedom in a media captive culture. Available in the store at licensedtoparent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherds Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherds Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and licensed parents to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is, and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. Welcome back. This is Licensed to Parent. You'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. And again, we're talking today with Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. Uh, in addition to being a uh, an advisor to military and to police forces and to many others dealing with violence in society today, he's also a best-selling author. Uh, one of his books, On Killing, has sold a half million copies. His newest book is Assassination Generation. Trace? Dave, uh, parents seem to be clueless. They can rationalize away the dangers of, of these things. 
What have you found that really opens a parent's eyes most for making positive changes in their kids' digital habits? Well, the first thing is this sleep dynamic. And, and the parents have got to track their kids' sleep and recognize that if they have a video game, if they have a cell phone in the room, they're not getting the sleep. It's so addictive. But here's the key. Key point. Strictly limit the time. Violent visual imagery is out. That you've got to limit that. As a bare minimum, strictly enforce the rating systems. Find out what the rating is of the game and enforce it. Go online and look. Now, Fortnite is on an online game that's eating kids alive. It is a T-rated game, 13 and above only. Hmm. Now, hopefully our standard is higher than the standard of this, this evil industry. But tell your kid, Fortnite is rated T, 13 and above. Hmm. The people who made the game say you shouldn't be playing this game until you're at least 13 years old, and then strictly limit their time. And when they start fighting and chafing at the bit and saying, no, no, I don't want to quit, say stop. And look what's happening right now. Yeah, look what you're doing right now. Mm. These, these games are doing things to you. Look what you're doing. And make them self-aware. Detox those kids. Protect those kids. Read the book, Assassination Generation. And don't forget that in the end, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle. And, and don't forget that, uh, that God hates lovers of violence. Psalm 11, we've got to protect our children from this violent mm-hmm. visual imagery. Dave, parents will argue that, that most kids will never shoot up a school because they play violent video games. I mean, for crying out loud, we played cowboys and Indians, cops and robbers. We, sh- we played army and war. Uh, and I, I, would, I would argue that, you know, how far short of a school shooting are you willing to risk just to allow your kids to play the latest popular video game? So are there other risks involved in playing violent video games for which parents need to connect the dots that maybe, you know, don't have to do with violence necessarily? Maybe yes. attitudes, addictions, <laughs> Suicide. Blah, blah, blah. Suicide, Suicide, Mm. traffic death, sleep deprivation. But Mm. here's the key. When I was a kid, I never buckled my seatbelt. Every kid I know didn't buckle their seatbelt. We're all just fine. Not every kid with their belt unbuckled died, but all the ones that died had their seatbelt unbuckled. Mm -hmm. Not every kid that played this game became a killer, but all the killers played these games. But here's the key. It's turning them into vicious little bullies Mm -hmm. who sincerely take pleasure in inflicting suffering. Right. Uh, if we played Bang Bang, I gotcha, and we played Boy Guns, somebody got hurt and the play stopped. In a basketball game or football game, somebody gets hurt and the play stops. We gather around, the, you, you, you smack him with your toy gun, it leaves a mark and he cries. The play stops, we gather around the hurt kid and try to convince him not to tell mom. But now in the video games, you inflict vivid depictions of death and suffering. Does the play stop? You get points. This is pathological right. play. This is dysfunctional yeah. play. Yeah. Can you not tell the difference between bang, bang, our conscious and gets hurt, the play stops, and the video game where you're reinforced to inflict human death and suffering? You're conditioned. And so what we're seeing, you think the mass murder in the schools are bad? The bullying is vastly oh, it's worse. Terrible. We just had a guy on a, a couple of weeks ago talking big time about all that. But since kids aren't limited to playing uh, the video games that they actually own, can you give us some of the names of, of games that they can borrow from friends? You know, games like Halo, Spec Ops, uh, but things that the kids want to play, Halo and Spec Ops, those are, those are 17 and above only. Those are M-rated games. Right. But M stands for mature, and every kid wants to be mature. Right. They take their worst games, X-rated, 17 and above. They give it the most desirable possible term, mature. Uh, this is an evil industry. Yeah, and the it number is. one thing you can do is protect your kids as long and hard as possible. And yeah. pray for our kids and pray for our nation. Amen, Dave. That is a good place to wrap it up for today. But, Dave, we're going to have to have you back on Licensed to Parent. We've been talking today with uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman 
author of the book Assassination Generation, also the book On Killing, The Psychological Cost of Learning to Kill in War and Society. You'll find his books on Amazon, but you can find out more about him and his work with uh, Killology at Killology.com. Dave, thanks so much for taking time to be with us today. My honor and privilege, gentlemen. And again, that wraps it up for Licensed to Parent, a reminder that you can find us online at LicensedToParent.org. That's where you'll also find our past conversations on Licensed to Parent, as well as Trace's blog and links to our residential program, Shepherd's Hill Academy. It's all at LicensedToParent.org. Our technical producer on Licensed to Parent is Carl Peets. Our guest coordinator is Daniel Fazina. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you to tell a fellow parent about us. And then join us again next time to renew your license to parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.